0: This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 351, on cellulite and why it doesn't bother me. And, hey, I like your hat. Both by Nighar Fanuni of nigharfanuni.com. And I'm Dr. Neil. Hello, happy Monday, happy Thanksgiving week for those of you in the US. Welcome back to Optimal Health Daily, where I simply read to you from the best health and fitness blogs for free. I cover fitness, nutrition, stress management, weight management, and more, just like an audiobook, but from a bunch of different authors, and always with permission from them, of course. And then on Fridays, I answer your questions right here on the show. So this is my favorite time of the year, but I often wonder at times why it is my favorite time of the year. My wife and I decided we were gonna host Thanksgiving dinner this year. Needless to say, with about three days and a few hours or so left, the prepping has begun, or more accurately, the insanity has begun. Just trying to coordinate who's gonna cook what with our families is crazy. It's like herding cats. And to quote the great Clark W. Griswold Jr., this season is about resolving differences and seeing through the petty problems of family life, right? So let's make that my inspirational quote for today. All right, let's get right to today's two posts and start optimizing your life. On Cellulite and Why It Doesn't Bother Me by Nikhar Fanuni of negharfanuni.com. I never used to let myself get photographed from behind. As someone who grew up terribly self-conscious about her legs, I'd worry about what people would think if they saw my dimpled thighs, self-equating my very natural cellulite with words like gross and flaw, because this is what I was conditioned to believe about my body. When I finally did get comfortable wearing shorts, I would only allow photos from the front, or perhaps the side, but never from behind. today, as someone who feels infinitely empowered, safe, and liberated within her own body, that fear is no longer something that controls me. Being the boss of my own body changes the tendency to obsess over external opinions. It diminishes the preoccupation with what other people think and gives me the power and perspective to make autonomous choices for my body based on my own preferences, both aesthetic and lifestyle. With that power, I realized that the cellulite doesn't actually bother me. It bothers the overculture. Choosing not to let it bother me disrupts the standard that demands we conform to its absurdly narrow confines. Because the idea that cellulite should bother me is a narrative that was never mine and never rooted in truth. The notion that a woman should heavily judge and obsess over the body in which she lives isn't inherent, it's inherited. And if it wasn't ours to begin with, then what's to determine that we can't also shed and overcome that belief? When we begin to unpack this narrative, we discovered that feeling comfortable and ultimately powerful within our bodies is dependent upon our ability to overcome the need for external validation. We must validate ourselves if we wanna live in self-acceptance. We cannot allow the opinions of others and the socialization of what's acceptable to be louder and more pervasive than our own autonomous and unique desires for our bodies. Something is not gross or a flaw simply because society deems it so. As you journey towards deeper self-acceptance within your body, it's crucial that you ask yourself, do I really despise this thing about my body or do I feel that way because I've been conditioned to believe so? Hey, I Like Your Hat by Naghar Fanuni of negharfanuni.com. I really miss my NYC coffee shop. Prodigy Coffee in the West Village brews the smoothest Americano I have ever had the pleasure of consuming and the temperature is always just right. Moving to Santa Monica, I worried that I wouldn't find a proper replacement. I mean, it's LA, right? If you want cold-pressed green juice and green tea chai lattes, you're in the right place. But coffee? No way anything Samo had to offer could compete with NYC. Lucky for me, I was wrong. The first morning in our new home, I woke up to something strange after having spent so much time in NYC. Quiet, absolute silence. It was glorious. Summer mornings on the west side of Los Angeles are a beautiful thing to experience. So I threw on my sneakers and wandered a few blocks over to Groundwork Venice, which has now become my go-to spot for Americanos and hemp almond lattes. I stop by about once a week since I typically brew a French press at home. I mean, sometimes it's nice to have someone else make your coffee, you know? Groundwork is almost always busy as it's one of the best places in Venice to grab a brew, but the staff are typically very friendly and accommodating. There's one dude in particular who I think should be employee of the month. Who am I kidding? Human of the month. This guy is the actual best. And I don't mean best in the sense that he is better at taking or making coffee orders than anyone else. It's not just because he's friendly or likable, although he is those things indeed. It's really because of this. Good morning, I love your hat. What can I get you for today? The first time this happened, I thought, man, my hat really is killer. Glad someone noticed. The second time, when he complimented my skull print scarf, I thought, this dude has really good taste. The third time, a hat again, I realized what was happening. He found something with which to compliment me and probably every other customer, every single time. Every time. Talk about practice and creating habits. This guy was onto something. What's more is not just the fact that he routinely doled out compliments, it's how I felt when I received them. It always felt genuine, sincere. I walked away, coffee in hand, smiling and grateful and more inclined to dispense compliments to others. I felt so light and carefree, all because of a simple compliment. Kindness is contagious, and this guy was spreading it. This got me thinking, how often do I express adulation towards others, even in the simplest of ways? Do I tell people they look nice? Do I compliment their hair or their attire? Do I tell other women at the gym how much I appreciate their skill or strength? does my husband know how much I like his hair today? Seriously, he is really into his hair. Upon reflection, I don't feel that my compliment game was up to snuff. I realized that I get so caught up in the general day-to-day of things that although I may have thought kind things about others, I didn't always express them. This would simply not do. Thus, I decided to practice complimenting others regularly with the intention of turning behavior into habit. People often ask me how I was able to accomplish X habit. How did you figure out how to eat mindfully? How did you make exercise a non-negotiable part of your day? Well, the answer isn't sexy. Honestly, the answer is almost always practice. Practice, practice, practice. Then, practice some more. With enough consistent practice, behaviors become habits, and habits are ingrained. This is what I set out to do in the compliments realm, and guess what? It worked. For the next few weeks, I practiced giving compliments to everyone. Because you know what? There's always something nice to say. And man, did it feel good. Particularly because it's not just about spreading light into other people's lives, it's how far that light might go. Hey, I like your hat has since become a practice for me. I don't even have to think about it anymore. Seems so simple and frivolous, doesn't it? Who cares if your coworker is wearing purple and purple looks nice against her skin? What does it matter if your fellow gym-goer is rocking sweet leggings? I mean, really, is your friend's new haircut really that consequential? It is, they are. It matters, a lot. Never underestimate the transformative power of a genuine compliment. For some people, it can change their entire day. For others, it can start a domino effect, flooding the world with more compliments and ultimately, more kindness. We need that, don't you think? You just listen to the posts titled On Cellulite and Why It Doesn't Bother Me and Hey, I Like Your Hat, both by Negar Fanuni of negharfanuni.com When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast, indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to say for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Now here's the thing about cellulite. Pretty much everyone has it on some part of their body and you really can't get rid of it. The only way to actually get rid of it is through surgery, and even in that case, it sometimes comes back. So you may follow the perfect diet and the quote-unquote perfect workout routine to try and get rid of that cellulite. It won't go away. Again, it's just one of those things that you can blame your parents for. It's largely genetic. And so Ms. Fanuni had the right idea. Whatever your flaws are, whatever you perceive to be your physical limitations or physical flaws, just accept them. I know it's easier said than done, but there are certain things you can control and certain things you can't. Cellulite is one of those things you really can't control. So make the best of everything else. And with regards to her second post on giving compliments, one of the things that we found to increase happiness, and this is through a lot of good research, is to pay compliments to someone else. And I know it's not easy to just go and give a compliment to a complete stranger, especially someone you maybe find attractive. But we're finding that if you give compliments to others, friends, family members, strangers, whatever, it actually increases your feelings of happiness, not theirs. It's pretty amazing, right? When we do things for others, when we make others feel good about themselves, it actually makes us feel more self-esteem, happier, and therefore, can extend our lives. Dr. Sean Acor did a wonderful TED Talk on this very topic. And so, if you have 12 minutes to spare, search for Sean Acor's TED Talk on Happiness, and I guarantee you're going to love it. All right, that's it from me. Thanks again for being here. Thank you again for listening every day. I hope you're having a great start to your Thanksgiving week for those of you in the US. I'll see you back here tomorrow, where we'll hear from regular contributor Leo Babauta of Zen Habits and where your optimal life awaits.